start off, Daniel, with uh, just an injury update, just uh, the fitness of your squad. You still obviously got a few games left this season, so how are, how are the boys and how are the fitness updates from the country? Okay, no new injury concerns after after the Chelsea game. So of course we have our long-term injuries, but uh, I also have uh, some good news. Christoph Zimmerman um, was involved in uh, big parts of the team training in the beginning of the week, and uh, yeah, since two two days he's with us and uh, does a program completely with the team. So let's be honest, he's out since several months, but at least good news that he's that he's back. I want to bring you some even more good news. Um, obviously, Boris Johnson has just made an announcement about the fans expected to be back in stadiums, hopefully by October next year. I just wanted to get your initial response to that. Yes, we play football for the supporters and with the supporters. And it's a strange feeling to play behind closed doors and to be not allowed to to celebrate with them and feel, feel the pain with them. So, uh, of course, we're all looking forward to to have them back as uh, as soon as possible. And rather sooner than later but I think it's also important to uh, to listen to the experts because the protocols were pretty pretty strict so far and it worked quite well and I think we still have to be careful uh, but we leave it uh, with the experts but one thing is for sure so as a football player and also as a as a coach or everyone who's uh, involved in football of course you would like to have them uh, back rather sooner than later. I ask you that because obviously you've still got a couple of games this year Burnley is is the, the next game on the agenda but what I've noticed since the confirmation of the relegation, you've given the opportunities to a lot more youth team players. You've seen Josh and Adam come into the team and you've been wanting to promote players from the, from the youth system all year. I just ask you, are we going to see more of that? More of you given opportunities to players that potentially could feature next year? It's up, it's up to the player. So to be honest, so uh, I never give any gifts away and, and we, we have a big reputation for developing young players and some exciting talents, but uh, that's never the reason I will uh, play this uh, players. It's more like, um, no, I'm, I'm even a bit more strict with them and because I want to develop them and improve them, I think uh, that's, uh, that's quite important. And uh, also right now for the last games, it's not like we're thinking already about the next season. So uh, we want to finish uh, as strong as anyhow possible. Uh, and it's important also to take some momentum into the, to the next season for that. Um, I won't give any uh, any gifts away. So, um, but when I got the feeling so, a young player is prepared to to start or to play minutes. I'm also not not scared to play him, and that's what we've proved in the in the past. And um, we will also go further on because it's uh, one uh, big topic uh, on our way. I want to ask you an honest uh, question as well, just in reflection, because I, I think about uh, the Norwich, the team, the momentum that you talk about uh, just before the break. There were some really important results that you got, especially I think back to the cup result as well against Tottenham where you beat them on penalties. But I think about after the break as well. Do you feel like really with the lack of fans and the sort of the break as well, do you think that really did affect your season? Yes, well, if we are objective, we have to say that uh, it was not um, um, an advantage for us uh, to play behind closed doors. And to be honest, I have expected this because... Um, once emotions are a bit out of the game, it's always like uh, it helps then the teams with a bigger individual quality and also like, um, yeah, the topic with the bigger squads, five substitutions, it's always like it goes a bit in the favour of the bigger teams with more more opportunities. And uh, But we never complained or used this as an excuse. So uh, we had to adapt to these rules and, and we accepted this. And But uh, I would totally agree. So at least uh, also the results prove that it didn't help us. No, definitely. And just my final one from, from me today, I just, I just want to ask you, I, I see you still talking about this season and still talking about the momentum you want to build. 
what are your sort of long-term projects? What are your sort of visions for the last couple of games? And then obviously going into what's going to be a very short break for next year. Yeah, first of all, it's it's important to show our pride um, and, and also our responsibility to wear this yellow shirt. And we want to represent this club and this yellow shirt as, as, as strong as possible. And also then, yeah, it will be a quick turnaround and a short pre-season, a short break. Yeah, it's also important to to finish uh, as uh, as strong as possible in order to take this yeah uh, momentum then also into the next season. I wouldn't overinterpret it too much because it will be a different group. But uh, in general, so um, it's it's important, especially the last home game, the last away game is is always a bit longer in the in the head. And yeah, we spoke before, so it's more like our our mid and long term vision is we always want to be in the in the top 25 um, uh, clubs uh, in this country that means we always want to play either in the premier league or fight straight away for promotion and yeah of course our mid and long term project is also like to become an established uh, premier league club uh, it will be will take a, a few steps we have taken taking a few especially also in, in sort our financial uh, problems out and invest a lot in the infrastructure and hopefully we can return back to the Premier League uh, hopefully as soon as, uh, as possible in order to stay then uh, for longer than we were just capable um, during this season. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Jelly. Thank okay, Nia from PLP. Daniel, hi, how are you? Well, okay, thanks a lot. Um, obviously, you touched upon there, it is your final home game. Disappointing not to have the fans there. What's the message to them, those fans watching from home, um, and the importance of making sure that you give them a, a, a good spectacle of football it, it, because they're not going to be able to be there for this match? Yes, first of all, we are set, especially to, to play the last home game, actually. So it's more like you... you um, have a great, great day or great evening together, together with your friends. Uh, we are all sad, so our fans are disappointed. We are disappointed, and um, yeah, of course, we want want to make our supporters proud and want to try to deliver a good performance, also to deliver uh, a good, a good result. So, we want to break our our result curse at the moment a bit, and yeah, we want to want to say goodbye to this season um, with a with a top performance, and also hopefully then uh, some points in order uh, to. Yeah, then send it to our fans because uh, they suffer also a lot that they're not allowed to, to come to Pearl Road and for that uh, we want to make them happy at least with, uh, with good performance although they are not able to watch in the stadium but just on the, um, on, the, yeah, on the TV. You personally, what have you learned the most about being in the Premier League and what will you take, what have you taken then from this season that you'll take into the Championship next season? Well, in general, I think it's it's always important as a coach that you're always open-minded and uh, and want to learn and to develop each and every day. So even the best coaches in the world, once they're not uh, willing to to go further on, uh, then it's more like uh, then we become a dinosaur. So it's it's important to be always uh, open-minded and and also to be willing uh, to learn each and every day and not to think, okay, right now I know everything about. Uh, about football and I don't have to learn and don't have to improve anymore because the football business is so fluent and you have to uh, always have to make sure that you're on the top of the game or even even a, a few steps ahead that's what we are always trying to be honest there was nothing that has surprised us so much eh? because 
it was uh, was a bit like expected. Nothing that we say, oh, we didn't expect uh, that. For example, the quality on this level is, is so big, or the physicality is such an important uh, important point, or the individual quality uh, of of the other clubs or the other teams' opportunities. Um, of course, we we are hoping that we can uh, cope with this challenges uh, a bit more successful in terms in terms of points but it didn't came uh, come um, unexpected if i'm if i'm honest so not really surprising challenges uh, but nevertheless um, yeah you learn and uh, try to improve um, in in in, um, in each and every part of the game each and every day how proud of you of your players the staff the backroom staff around you everybody at the club how proud of you are you of them and how important is it to keep this team together to ensure that in 12 months time we're seeing the celebration that we saw 12 months ago with you being promoted back into the Premier League? Yeah first of all I have to say I'm, I'm really really grateful for the for the great work of my, my backroom staff my coaching staff and um, yeah I'm really, I'm really happy with this uh, with this workload and, and I'm really thankful so I don't blame anyone um, for our not being successful in our survival uh, survival hopes it's more like I, I feel disappointed that i was not able to to create another miracle to make them happy because they invest so much workload and so much passion in, in into their work and they're really fantastic people and 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 great and work so diligent uh, on, a, on a daily basis it's, it's really a joy to be allowed to to work with them um yeah and i'm also proud of my my players because uh, we work together with a pretty inexperienced group and a pretty young group and uh, during these times when um, yeah you're not successful and, and there's also some stick or criticism for the player, it's not easy to handle this. But we showed even in these times uh, great unity and great togetherness. It's easy when you're going from win to win then uh, to be united and to be together and to help each other. But um, yeah, also during these tough times we stick together and I'm pretty, pretty proud with this behavior and, and sometimes out of the yeah difficult times you learn more than uh, out of the easy times it's the same in life but also the same in football and for that i just have uh, compliments for their general uh, behavior and also i think they will all grow uh, from this experience without any doubt and those senior members of, of this squad alex tim tim cruel grant hanley um they've been in this you know a few of them have been in this position before with with uh, being relegated what role have they had in lifting the spirits of the younger team members uh, to get them kind of over once dealing with the, the relegation and, and making sure that they're fully focused on the remaining matches yeah so my my uh, leaders in the dressing room are unbelievably important yeah because in, in nowadays you just can't lead um, just as one person a, a group of, of yeah 50 players who have to work together to stick together um, or 50 human beings at least together with the with the with the backroom stuff um, it's not that easy you need the leaders and we have great leaders in our dressing room so with like I said with uh, Tim Krul, Tim Klose, Grant Hanley, um, Alex Sette, my, my older players um, they're quite important so it's it was also a key factor that some of our leaders were more or less out the whole season so Tim Klose was out and had his first appearance after after being out in for league games for 18 months. Uh, Grant Henley missed um, six or seven months during the season. Christoph Zimmermann, unbelievably important for us, nearly missed the whole season. Um, even Alex Sette was was out at times. So um, it was also a key factor why we were not more successful, but uh, they will be even more important right now after after this disappointment also to to lift the mood and to keep the group going and and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that I have that.
and obviously Burnley this weekend. Uh, you played them twice already this season, a defeat in the league, but a win in the FA Cup. How, what's the message then to the players, especially looking ahead to Burnley, to repeat that performance of that FA Cup win um, and, and, and make yourself, everyone at the club proud and especially the fans? Yes, and so to be honest, each of the game is, uh, is uh, different and we know that we have to be absolutely in all topics on the on the top of all game not to be uh, competitive on this level and also to win points it's, it's the same against Burnley so I think the side has shown so much consistency and resilience in the last weeks I think just one loss in, in 14 games or something like this won't be easy uh, to be successful against them so I'm full of praise for the work of, of Sean Dyche and his lads and uh, they showed great great consistency we know we have to be good in, in our game but it's also important in our especially in our last home game to be ourselves to bring our football on the pitch um and yeah of course also our idea is, is a bit slightly different also to to their idea and it's it's more like that we play front foot, front, uh, front foot football that we make out of this game uh, our game if we're capable to do this then you also have a great chance in order to be there with good uh, good result also in our last home game that's uh, definitely the target Thank you. Thank you very much. All the best for the game. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Paddy David from the... Daniel, how are you? Hi. Um, Zimmerman, great news, but is it a bit too uh, optimistic to think you could be involved this weekend? Yeah, you can't, can't start, so no, no chance. Um, but if I'm honest, I'm also a bit tempted to, to uh, yeah, take him with us uh, because he's at least great as, as, a, as a leader in the dressing room for the mood. And also, it's a bit different here yeah, when let's walk, walk around and, and watch who's sitting next to them. And then the impressive Christoph Zimmerman is there, and he's always uh, great also in the dressing room to give some confidence and to encourage them. And um, yeah, let's be honest, Burnley is also unbelievable physical and, and good in headers and could be a situation that in the last two or three minutes you have to win a header and he's capable to do this so even if he was out right now since yeah let's be honest he was not really 100% fit since the West Ham game when he got this uh, his knock so that means he's although it it is actually a bit too early to check Him back in the left, I'm tempted to have him at least back in the dressing. You've said about him before the injuries that he was probably your best centre back over that period of time, maybe from the start of last season. Um, I know it's hindsight now, but if he'd have been fit, do you think things could have been a bit, bit different? More so the defensive side of the problems you've had, you know, in terms of defending set pieces or the a body of games do you think you'd have been a lot closer to that pack above you in the table well in in general so it's i'm always careful in, in, in judging it's my it's my best player but he was uh, perhaps the most important player and most consistent player any uh, anyhow it was no coincidence so it's more like he played more or less each and every game uh, last season we were there with several clean sheets and looked unbelievably solid and also like um he's he's quite good in 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 his tactical understanding of the game and leading uh, the players also. Yeah, there was a mistake. He was uh, was also in a few uh, few goals last season in the beginning of the season. Right now, 
um, but he's, he's quite quite important for the dressing room and um, yeah, also we're flexible with him. Yeah? With him, we can also play a three-man formation, for example. Um, we have conceded too many goals out of uh, out of set pieces, out of crosses. He's great, and, and this topics to to defend this. And was no no coincidence um, that we were unbelievably solid when he was on the pitch in, uh, in last season. And um, yeah, of course, um, gone a, a different way with with Christoph. Perhaps it would have been even worse. So you you never know this. It's it's up to proof. But but my gut feeling is. Yeah, of course, to have him available for the for the whole season in his in his top shape in a good rhythm, of course, it would have helped us helped us a lot without without any doubt. Uh, especially, um, yeah, he, he was our most consistent, most important defensive uh, option uh, in the last season. And uh, yeah, let's be honest, we were not able to spend an unbelievable amount of money uh, in the in the last summer. So, of course, he would have played a major role also also on uh, on this level, but. Yeah, this is one topic. To be honest, it, it also suits this judgment a bit to Tim Closer because it would have been also important to, to have him with this experience there. Would have, it, uh, it suits also Grant Henley, who was in a top-class shape before his injury. So I think the best shape since since we worked together. So I think the sum of all these injuries was uh, was the biggest problem. But uh, yeah, nevertheless, um, uh, that, that we missed uh, Christoph. Um, during the season was was one of the key topics why we had uh, so many problems in terms of looking solid for such a long time. You mentioned him there. I wanted to ask you on the flip side. Obviously, Tim, closer. How much do you feel for him at the minute? Because he's going through one of them spells where you know you're conceding goals, and, and you know he maybe would feel he, himself because he's an honest lad that he could be doing better in a lot of those situations. That said, you said right at the outset before he came back for that first game, give this guy a break. He's played a well, he's not had a lot of football. Don't expect too much of him. But obviously, you had to play him because of the situation you mapped out there. How much will he be hurting and how much do you feel for him? Because you really had no other option but to pro- probably throw him in a lot quicker than you would have done in an ideal world, given his lack of game time. Yes, that's right. And I really, I really feel for, uh, for Tim. And he's, he's really unbelievably self-critical. And, and uh, it, it says a lot, a lot about his character. He doesn't hide that he's, that he's there and, and shows his chest and... Available all three days and uh, don't want to hide behind uh, behind the excuses he was uh, out for such a such a long time. Um, like you like you mentioned before, so I'm I'm unbelievably happy to to have Tim with his experience back, but also like due to the whole situation uh, with having uh, Grant Henley and having Christoph Zimmerman back, there wouldn't have been such a need to throw Tim immediately without having any friendlies. Uh, for example, um, back in the mix, and at least it would be possible to rest him and to give him some rest. Because if if we judge his performance, I would say 95 of his performance are, are really good, and the build-up he's good, he's solid in many games. But there are always at the moment one or two scenes when he's not spot on in his in his game, and it's quite costly as a centre back. And it's even a bit easier when uh, perhaps you can you could could rotate a bit, and he plays just. Um, more like all seven days instead of all three days, anyhow, without having a proper proper preseason, be out for eighteen months. So, of course, on this level, you can play all three or four days, but you need rhythm for this. And uh, and Tim was out for eighteen months, and it's more like, okay, then there is a mistake, and he's not fully recreated, has to go into the next next game, and of course, and he's also not on the top of his game, and we have to accept that he can't deliver one world class performance after after another. So. But it says a lot about his character. He knows that we need him at the moment and, and that he doesn't hide it behind it and says, no, I'm not ready to go. Um, I, I, like, 
I like this attitude that he's thinking more about the team than just about, yeah, there is perhaps a bit criticism uh, on, on his performances or something like this. Um, I don't criticize him or blame him, uh, blame him at all because I know how difficult it is uh, after 80 months to deliver and then to deliver in the, in the best league in the world. So it's, it's unbelievably complicated. And I think Tim would, would perform with much more consistency if you could give him sometimes a rest and if you would have then also Grant and, and Christoph available and he could lean sometimes even on, uh, on this big leader. So for him, it's also like, yeah, he, he has to lead the group. So he is not able to just concentrate uh, on, uh, on, uh, on his game, uh, what you would like to do after, after 18 months, but he also has to, has to lead the group, has to um, boost, boost the spirits and something like this. So it's unbelievably complicated for the, for Tim. So for that, I will, uh, just be there and, and backing him at the moment and uh, yeah, I can't lie so I can't tell you that he was the MVP in all the last games so he was uh, sadly sometimes involved Tim knows this uh, himself but no blame at all it's just due to the situation to be honest That's final one if I can Daniel sort of flowing out from that criticism generally you've touched on it earlier um, I remember after the West Ham game you said look, you're not going to come out and criticise those guys your players you'll never do that but there's a guy you know very well Chris Wilder he's been Pretty, pretty, pretty critical of his players after last night's performance against um, Leicester. He felt they were a long way short of the levels they've established. We all know the context around this. You know, you've, you don't need to repeat again the, the, the difficulty that you're going to face uh, coming up this season, the, the injuries to your key players. But if you're an average Norwich fan, can, can can you reassure them that behind closed doors, when needed, you are telling those players? And, and you've kind of touched on that. You said after Arsenal, you wasn't happy. I'm sure you wasn't happy after West Ham. When you need to be harsh with these guys, when you need to be critical, maybe even get a bit angry, are you doing that behind closed doors with these players? So you're leaving them in no doubt if you feel they can do better, that you want to see them do better, irrespective of we all know how difficult a challenge this was going to be this season. Well, the best uh, thing and solution would be to, to ask, um, ask the players if I can be... Uh, strict and brutal and, and pretty direct and pretty honest in the, in the dressing room because it makes no sense if I tell you what I tell them. So the best thing would be uh, to ask the players. I'm also pretty sure that yeah, they would probably reassure that uh, at times um, I can be hyper and overcritical and, and um, uh, there are also times just for monologue. It's not like we have discussion tables. So sometimes um, there can be unbelievably strict uh, words and unbelievably strict comments. But um, I also have to keep in mind a bit uh, the whole situation, and and uh, it's also like you you have to you have to adapt also a bit to the to the to the whole general situation. Yeah, once once a team is uh, praised that much, like for example Sheffield United, and it's more like uh, all the players got some praise, and uh, everyone is is praising them, team of the season, and coach of the season, players of the season, and fantastic players linked with great moves or something something like this. It's also like when uh, when they are full of confidence, yeah, you uh, you can be there with stick, also with public stick, and the selves and uh, at times, and it's then also good to do a bit the unexpected same lesson in the bigger picture. It's just one performance that you can lose against Leicester, but then it shows also like okay, right now you don't want to uh, let the standard drop, but if the whole outside world is criticizing you and and you got the feeling okay, the young lads are already struggling a bit with self confidence, or like Jim for example right now already with with self-confidence, uh, it's, uh, it's then also important to, to back them, especially in public, and, and to be there. So 
uh, believe me, um, it's, it's more like uh, in our dressing room and when we analyze our games, we don't put them into cotton roll, wool. Uh, it's, it's more like we can be also um, yeah, quite honest and quite direct. And this is also what you have to do because it's also our claim. We won't, don't want to, to let the, the standards drop anyhow. So uh, I think it's important to do this. And otherwise you can't be there, for example, with the unbelievable consistency in last season when everyone praised us anyhow. If you're not capable to to be there, also unbelievably strict with harsh words and and uh, also like to give them some sick, especially in the in the dressing room, and you can't show this consistency. And uh, we we do this pretty honest and pretty direct. Also, right now in this time, so when we're struggling, um, I think it's it's also quite important during this time when they're struggling a bit with self confidence uh, to back them also in public. That's uh, I think quite crucial. Nice, Dan. Good luck tomorrow. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. There we are. Hey, Daniel. Yes, Michael. Hi. Um, just one from me, although it's it's on two players, if I may. Um, it does seem in recent weeks that both um, Josip and uh, and Lucas Rupp have kind of come in for a bit of criticism from supporters watching uh, the games for for their contributions and, and performances. Um, obviously, both of them have had fitness issues, I say, in the last year or so. So there's probably a similar element to what Tim has had to do as well. But what have you made of what you've got from them in the last, uh, say, maybe since the restart, but but also, I mean, both players are are contracted. You know, well, Lucas only joined in January, of course, and and Josip is contracted for another season as well. So, um, both basically on their on their contribution so far. But then, what what um, you can see from them going forwards into next season? Well, I think it's it's important when when you are. In these times, also to be self-critical, also as uh, as a players, and uh, also to accept all the criticism. So it's you you don't have any arguments when you are in the position, and we're not winning games, and uh, yeah, strikers perhaps they are not scoring many goals in the in the league games, or midfield players there, and not being there with unbelievable key passes or goals or something something like this. And there's lots of criticism. Let's be honest, it's uh, quite normal as a human being. Um, they are there just during this season and in this season we were not great and, and quite often we disappoint our supporters and then it's more like yeah then the criticism face especially then the players who are connected more or less with the season and because you have uh, several other players uh, who were great last season also who created memories who were fantastic anyhow you still have this in your head and so it's more like um, uh, then you you punish even more like the lads who were not involved in last mm-hmm. season uh, even a bit, even a bit more. But for me, it's it's also important to to stay leveled and to stay stay balanced and to judge them in the in the in a fair way. So because of of course, I also got got in my head and my mind. Okay, what yeah, several important players for us have done in the in last season. And yeah, Lucas and Andre Andre uh, Duda, for example, or Josip Drimic were not involved. And uh, for that, yeah, it's quite normal that they get a bit the stick. It's more like because. Yeah, you you connect their names anyhow with a disappointing season uh, um, uh, at this times. But I think it's it's also important to be um, to be really realistic. And 
when I have to judge, for example, in the performance of, of Josip Drimic uh, at Chelsea, um, or even in the, uh, in the, um, uh, the games before when he played, no other striker has covered so much distance like he did. So in terms of workload, and let's be honest, so the game at Chelsea was not a, a game that you, that you like as a striker. As a striker, you want to be fielded with penetration passes, you want to be fielded with crosses, you want to play combinations. And he had to press, he had to shift, he had to win defensive headers, he had to help in our, in our defense when the set pieces are flowing in, and he does this. So when he's working, yeah, sometimes he's just capable in order because he has Antonio Rüdiger and Zuma in his back anyhow to, to save the ball and create a set piece, and he did this. So um, it was, of course, difficult for him, for him to shine. Or if he comes in against Man United, we are playing in underload and you just have to run after the ball. Uh, it's not that easy. And, uh, and the same for, for Lucas Rupp. And uh, if I judge, for example, Josip's workload, I have to say, of course, he was not there with a great performance like we were in the last season when we were dominating the, the games and our strikers were able to score three or four goals. It was simply not possible for him in, uh, in this game. Uh, and the same for Lucas. So he delivered an unbelievable workload. Uh, no other midfield player in the whole Premier League uh, on this game day covered more distance than, uh, than Lucas. So it's more like he had many, many winnings of the ball. But it was, of course, once we have the ball, there was also a lot of pressure for him. Then he had also a few losses of the ball. So it was not that easy. Yeah? Once we are able to dominate uh, a game with 80% possession like in the last season, it's even easier to shine for Josep. It's even easier to shine for a player like Andre Duda or like, uh, like Lucas, Lucas Rupp, for example. To be honest, it's the same for, for everyone of, uh, of us. Yeah? Also, when... Yeah, for example, in the, in the games before, Marcus Tiepermann, for example, or Mario Funches was involved. It is not that easy to shine for them in these games like they were capable uh, on championship level. But you still have the memories with them in your head. And for that, yeah, then you turn a bit to the, to the guys who were not involved in them last season. That's, that's quite normal. They, they have to accept that they, they experience enough. They know uh, that, they, um, that they, it's quite normal in, in football and they can change also the momentum and the mood uh, quite quick. But... It's more like it's up to them to, to go through this. It's more like, come on, let's not be too annoyed with some criticism. Go through it, work hard. And you will, on the mid and long term, you will always get what you, what you invest and what you deserve. And if you invest a lot in, in hard work and thinking about the team, then there will be uh, also days when the sun shines again, where some crosses come in, when uh, some penetration passes are there, when uh, uh, unlucky deflected ball is in front of Josep's uh, feet and he can score. Uh, Lucas is in there and, and scores a goal. So it's, it's, of course, quite important that they have a good positive result with the team, also uh, a few positive uh, performances uh, with the team. But uh, I don't judge them that negative. Like, um, of course, the outside world do it understandable, if I'm honest. Uh, if I just would judge them more like uh, without seeing their workload and more like the outcome in the games, yeah, I would do. I would do the same, and and for that, I think it's important that they, they don't go too deep with it. Uh, I don't do this as well. We also speak about topics where they have to improve because there are still topics where they have to improve. Um, but I don't blame them at all. And and it's, my message is more like accept the criticism, keep going, and the sun will shine again. Daniel, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Michael. <clears throat> Okay, Donovan Blake, and then we'll end with um, Phil Dale. Hi, Daniel. Donovan, hi. 
Yeah, just one question for me. Um, it's regarding uh, Burnley. You mentioned um, uh, the work that Sean Dyche has done. Um, also, the, the short-termism about them getting relegated, but then winning their place back in the Premier League must give you a lot of encouragement to build for medium and long term. Yes, it's uh, it's definitely possible uh, to 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 come back, and uh, in this terms, they are role models. So their club is different, also the the way they play and their philosophy is a bit different. But I'm full of praise of of uh, Sean's work because he has, he has implemented an unbelievable consistency, unbelievable resilience, also get setbacks and to, to always come uh, come back. And this is what what I like a lot about the Burnley team and also about the work. Sean, Sean Deich has done and for that I just have compliments for their for their work and um, yeah they've proved it that, that you can relegate and can can come back stronger yeah. also my 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 German fellow Jürgen Klopp uh, he wants uh, no one knows it. Uh, he was once uh, promoted with Mainz to the Bundesliga and then he relegated and right now look where on which which level he's working and also Mainz no uh, fünf is uh, is back in the Bundesliga so it's it's uh, definitely definitely possible also like when you have to suffer a setback and like uh, to, to take it and say, okay, come on, um, next time we try to be even better prepared and then to stay for longer. And uh, it, uh, it has, um, uh, it's also like after a setback, of course, we're disappointed. We would have preferred to stay in this league, but it's not like the world goes down. So we keep going and that's definitely for sure. Thanks, Daniel. All Thank the best. You. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Tommy. Thanks. And finally, Phil Daly from BBC Radio North. Hi, Daniel. Phil, hi. Um, a bit of a strange one. Now, points aren't the most important thing. What, what's important for you to get out of the last two games of the season? Is it, is it a couple of goals? Is it a clean sheet for the defence? Is it getting Timu off the marks for some confidence? What, what is it you'd like to get? All of the points, if I'm honest. So I, I got the feeling. So yes, it would be great. Of course, great uh, to to have also a clean sheet right now. Um, but if you're just sitting there, we need a clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet. Then um, after 30 seconds, you concede. It's always the same. So it's it's not like you just have to focus focus on this. It's more like you have to focus on topics. What to do in order to have a clean sheet. Um, of course, I would prefer this. I would give some self-confidence, especially to my defensive player, especially for, for the players who were so much involved and had to play each and every second in the, in, the, in the last games. It would be also great if we can add some points and not finish without any points after, after the lockdown. Anyhow, yeah, of course, it would be, would be important. But I want us also to deliver good performance and also like uh, to, to have this performance and this momentum also in, in our head. And to be honest, I, I want us to be ourselves in the last, last two games. Um, it was important to be unbelievably solid in, in the Chelsea game, for example, to, um, to defend quite well, to show commitment, togetherness. But in the last two games, I also want us to be brave and try to dominate possession even, even a bit more like we did, uh, like we were capable, for example, against, uh, against Chelsea. I'm not sure if, uh, for example, away at Man City, it's that easy, but at least I want us to try this and, and to, to show that we are brave to be ourselves. And that's the most important topic because, yeah, we want to, to make our, our supporters uh, proud and we want to show our responsibility and our pride for the yellow shirt. All that being said then, would you take a win uh, over a, a good performance? Just, just to get that win? Yeah, the problem is without a good performance, uh, we, can't, uh, we can't be there with a win. So that's definitely for sure. So I would definitely take, uh, take a win. Um, 
ahead of firework of football with creating chances with being praised as the as best uh, bottom of a Premier League team ever anyhow. Um, if we are good in, in uh, several topics there, for a win, we definitely need to be good in, in, terms of, in terms of being defensively solid. We need to be good in effectiveness and using our chances. We need uh, to be good in defending all the set pieces. So, in general, I think if we win the game, uh, we, we are there with a good performance. But and I would take this uh, ahead of a... I don't need an offensive firework. I would take it. Yeah, of course, I love, love to play football like this. But I don't need an offensive firework uh, of us. What I need is a good performance and also a good result. When the team news comes out an hour before the game, we always hear from, from lots of fans about what, you know, they like to pretend they're a manager, who doesn't? Um, quite often, especially towards the end of the season, people are talking about your young players. Of course they are. What, what's your sort of mindset, aside from, I know you don't give gifts, and about the, the kind of positives you can gain from giving them experience to the negatives of them maybe being harmed by being thrown in before they're really ready? Yes, I think it's it's important to have a good uh, to have a good balance and also to to keep a bit of mind. So if you throw them in, then the hype is is uh, quite often unbelievable, unbelievable. I can remember, for example, uh, the situation was with Adam Ida with, with all respect. Uh, he was there with a hat trick and fantastic performance, yeah, without any doubt. But uh, it was also on championship level where we played, and uh, there I think second or third goalkeeper played and was there also with unbelievable mistakes and he. He was fantastic in this game and he will have a bright future, but it's important after one performance not to, not to overpraise this, this young lad and put too many uh, expectations on, uh, on him. So if we do this, and it's more like the criticism after Man United was when he was in the and was, was unbelievably big and uh, was labelled as, as late weight and, and on this level not, not, not prepared or whatever. He's prepared to, to play on a, on a top level, uh, for example, and also Josh Martin is also, uh, he looks sharp and, and um, uh, that he looks like he can play on this level without any doubt, but we also have to keep in mind, yeah, these are short-term experiences uh, when, the, when the opponent is sometimes a bit, um, a bit um, exhausted for the last 10 or 15 minutes. It's not like, it's not like uh, you've proven it for 20, 30 games in the starting lineup that you can um, um, can be there with outstanding performances. And for that, it's, it's more like we, I'm pretty careful and, and make them work in training and be pretty strict and go after them in training because I want them to be to be perfect. But once I got the feeling okay right now, they are prepared and competitive on this level. I'm, I'm also not not scared to throw them in. And um, and when there is criticism, then it's also I'm there for them, like a bit like a shield and will protect them. And if they keep going and everyone praise them, then I'm also a bit like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm after them and, and put the pressure high that they don't let the sender drop and then they're more concerned about, I don't know, some um, followers on Instagram or some nice pictures on social media or something like this, because that's not the real world. The real world is what you deliver on the pitch. And it's, it's important that I always find a good balance between putting pressure on them, being a shield for them when they need this. And that's at least my way. And just finally for me, um, as far as the difference in your week now compared to maybe earlier on in the season, how much of your time are you, are you spending focusing on sort of next season? Because it's not far away. We all know how short the break will be. You can't have as much time off as you probably deserve after this season. So how much of your time now are you thinking ahead? To be honest, you're always during the whole season also preparing a bit for the next season. You analyse, for example, also your performances, you analyse your players, 
and uh, a picture is painted in your head, um, okay, will we go for, for the on with this player? How much potential is in this player? Or do we need some changes? So it's, it's, a, it's more like a, it's a process. And I would say even, even during a normal, the normal season, you're always with the head also like, okay, what's the next step for the next season? What's the next step? And yeah, of course, right now we are fully concentrated and focused on a, on a good finish. Yeah, but since relegation is confirmed, perhaps two or three percent more is also in the planning uh, for for uh, for the next season. Of course, we're doing something in the in the background and lots of discussions. Uh, for example, especially with my sporting director Stuart Weber, and uh, it's about players, about potential new players, about what we do with the squad, also the planning a bit of pre-season, pre-season camp. What do we do? Friendly? Yeah, we have to do this without without any doubt in order to be professional. But it doesn't take anything away that we are also still focused on this uh, on this season in order to finish uh, with hopefully two good performances and also hopefully two good results. That's how to say. Thanks, Daniel.